This is the BBC. Any offers? Conchalance. Sold. Yes, folks. Sold to the gentleman the roll gold trilby and transparent head. Now, Mr. Greenstead, hold this piece of seaweed, raise your right leg, point north, and discharge your duty, namely a weather report of this week's show. According to the humidity of my knees, which are sweeping in from the Azores on a broad front, we present the McReeky Rising of 74. Lads, hear me the news. I, Chesham Mac Chesham of the Mike Show Band, bring grave Mac news. Mike Scotland is in Mike Ferrell. Silence, lads! A word from our chief, the laird, Red Harry MacLegs. Oh, My Harry's, my brave Harry's. The great hairy caper of the clan MacRicky, symbol of Scottish power and manhood, has been stolen by the reeking non-hairy Satanac English. <laughs> Tonight we march north to England. But England south. Aye, we're going to march right around the world and creep up. <laughs> Forward the MacRicky. <laughs> Thank heaven they've gone. <laughs> you know, they make such a mess of the place. And now, according to this Air Ministry roof I'm holding, a band of Scots are approaching the Tower of London, where, on the ramparts, a British garrison stand alert and ready. yourself in, lads. Supper's in the oven. Ah, thank you. I'm Captain Ned Seagoon of the Third Foot. So you've grown another one. <laughs> Only for the three-legged race? Of course. You won't find any of them here, you know. Enough of the spence ransplant. Uh, neither. Now, you are blood luck of the tar. The shame, the shame. Wait a moment. What's that 60-foot hairy pole hidden under your coat? <laughs> so you spotted it, eh? <laughs> Only when the sun glinted on it. This pearl was captured in battle from the Scots. It's the great McHarry McCabe of the McReeky. Oh, you three-legged military fool, you. They'll slaughter us for bringing that to England. Abdul, pack my kit and Mrs. Fitzsimmons. We're leaving for foreign parts. Bloodnock, you're a miserable coward. Pardon me, Major Bloodnock. What is it, Mrs. Fitzsimmons? Um, 
There's a hairy army outside, sir. Oh, the Scots! And this registered Scotsman arrived this morning. Aye, a bring word from our laird. Return the red hairy caber or we'll close with you the new. It's Chisholm, a Chisholm, the steaming count. I'm warning you, Seagun. Listen, I'm warning you. We've got the whole of England surrounded by water. Kiss! We're trapped! <laughs> light boats! All right, but Chisholm, tell your Harrys, we fight! With a drop of low pressure settling under my chair and the glass falling in all directions, the defenders of the Tower of London await the hairy Scots attack. Oh, who goes there, mate? Hello, William, I've come to relieve you. Oh, you're too late, mate. I say... Say, William, where are you, lad? I'm, uh, I'm inside the barrel of this cannon, mate. Are we out of ammunition, then? No, 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 mate. He come on the rain, you see, and I only had me thin summer armour on, so uh, I got in here, you see, out of it. Give me an hand to get out, will you? Right, on left hand, uh, down uh, a bit, right. Uh, 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 well, I'll see you later, mate. Get up and that. All the best, love. Maybe it's a cool time of China, man. What a silly bloke he was, getting inside the battle of that cannon. <laughs> he won't catch old Fred Nurk doing that, <laughs> I'll tell him. After all, someone might come along and fire it. Curse. <laughs> it's come on to rain. Well, perhaps if I put only half of me in a cannon, that might improve matters. I'll just get down inside. Oh, certainly keeps you dry, don't it? <laughs> aye, aye, my head's getting wet. I will insinuate myself in the battle for just a short period. Oh, it's nice and dry inside the battle. A little fuse. Oh, look at that knot, I let out for you. I will light that knot, a little fuse on the cannon. Light up that knot, a fuse. I don't like them. I don't like
The McGreeky 74, part 75. <laughs> With south cones pointing north and the Irish Sea waist-deep in water, the Harrys attacked the tower. Well, they're pouring in through the windows. The dirty devils. Now, don't get a mop and clear up. Where's Sergeant Groynes? A tragedy, sir. He was counterattacking when he tripped and fell right in the oubliette. Well, we'll have him hosed down and send him in, will you? <laughs> you underestimate the gravity of the situation. You underestimate the sovereignty of the gravitation. You hinder... <clears throat> falling in love with love is falling for a make-believe. Ah! Abdul, cancel my tickets for the Palladium, will you? What, 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 we must get the cable to a place of safety. I know, the Crown Jewels room. That's empty. Hey? <laughs> what have you done with the Crown Jewels, you rogue? How dare you insinuate, sir? They're perfectly safe, I tell you. That pawn ticket's under lock and key. <laughs> Have it, William? Yes, sir, mate, sir, yes. Carry the 60-foot hairy caber into the Crown Jewels room. Right. Oh, mate. Oh. <laughs> oh, it won't go through the door, mate. It's too high. I'll let the shore a bit off the top, mate. You won't have to do that, you fool. Just make the doorway higher. Um, <laughs> may I suggest you take it in horizontally? Right, I'll do that, mate. I'll lie down, mate. <laughs> Shouldn't be doing this. Man of my age, I got a chit. I'm excused, Cabers. I... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Who threw that? Poor William. He's been hit by a great steaming spludge. <laughs> what is it? Here. Taste it. Oh, good heavens! Issue umbrellas! The Scots are firing porridge! <laughs> porridge at tea time? The devils, they're trying to unbalance our diet. Have your right. Not a word to the men. Of course. Very well, then. If the Scots want to make it a war of nutrition, we have an English dish in our armory twice as deficient in calories as porridge. And twice as deadly. Shigun, you're not going to fire. Yes, Brown wins a soup. Oh. <laughs> oh, got to rock and roll in a military way. Yim bum bum diddle Yep a bum 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 with a shiny What's happening in this steaming room, Minnie? I'm pouring brown Windsor soup into these naughty cannonballs, buddy. Oh. Haven't we got any soup plates, Min? Yes, Henry. <laughs> good, 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 Min. Good, good. Oh. What's, what's good, Henry? It's good that we've got soup plates, Min. <laughs> But we've always had soup plates, Henry. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, it's always been good, Min. Yes. <laughs> yes, 
Now, come on, Tarzan. Seal those cannonballs and take them up to the cannoneers. They're too heavy for me to carry, sir. Well, have you got a dumb waiter? Only Eccles. Ah, just the man. Eccles, take one of these cannonballs. Okay. <laughs> you fool, you! Pardon? Macriki 74. With the weather vanes exposed to the Gulf Stream and Equinox in the ascendance, the Scots maintained a non-stop barrage of bagpipes, which slowly had its effect on the English garrison. You've got the earplugs, Moriarty. Six hundred pairs of them. If the English want to stay sane, they should buy the lot. Oh, yes. We'll make some money. The moolah, the lolly, the echoes, the grisby. Silence, you steaming infested Gaelic wreck. Shrieking and steaming. You'll bring the hairies down on us. Now, straighten those knees, wipe that filthy handkerchief off your face, and don't forget I shall do the talking. Right. And I'll join in the choruses. Halt. Who goes there, sir? English or German? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> is there a garrison living here by the name of Beleaguered? Yes, sir. Uh, could I speak to the owner? Certainly, sir. Um, would you care to wait in here with these other chairs? <laughs> Thank you. You don't mind if we smoke our own? Oh, no, by all means. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm sorry I'm late. It's the matinees, you know. Yes, they can be painful. Yes, <laughs> yes now, uh... <laughs> what is it? Well, we have reason to believe that your garrison are being sorely tried by the noise of bagpipes. Yes. But what's that to you? <laughs> My friend and I represent a leading firm of earplug manufacturers. What? We'll take the lot. Uh, Bloodlock! Uh, what is it? Look, the answer to the bagpipe noise. Earplugs. Uh, yes, let's test them. Certainly. Put them in your ears and I'll bang this drum. Right. Got them in. <laughs> bang away. Listeners, the silence you are now hearing is not the silence brought on by the insertion of earplugs. It is the silence brought on by Grip Pipe Thin, who, fiend that he is, is actually playing the drum with silent drumsticks. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, he's stopped playing now. Well, these earplugs seem to be all right. How much do you want for them? One hundred pounds. How much do you want for them? One hundred... <laughs> Take your earplugs out. What did you answer? I asked you how much do you want for them? One hundred pounds. That's funny. I, I can't hear it. They cost one hundred... Look, take out the earplugs. Stop all that silly miming, man. How much? One hundred pounds. I've had enough of this bloodlock. He obviously doesn't want to do business. Come on, get out, get out. No, get no, out. no, no. Look, you're look, look, English idiot. Get out. Get out. 
One hundred pounds of earplugs we can hear through. <laughs> <laughs> Not likely. There seems to be some doubt as to the efficacy of the earplugs. There's only one positive test. Ray Ellington. You've heard about Margie, heard about Dana, heard about Susie, but Lulu, 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 gotta get my old tuxedo pressed, got to sew a button on my best, cause tonight I'm gonna look my best, Lulu's back in town. Gotta get a half a buck somewhere Gotta shine my shoes and slick my hair Gotta get myself a boat and air Lulu's back in town You can tell all my pets All my Harlem coquettes Mr. Otis regrets That he won't be around You can tell the mailman not to call I ain't coming home till the fall And I might not come back home at all Lulu's back in town quality of the earplugs still unproven, the British were forced to step up their barrages of brown Windsor soup. It's no good. We can't hold out much longer against this fiendish bagpipe playing. Gentlemen, there's one thing that will shatter the Scots. A kilt-removing patrol. <laughs> but look here, isn't that a bit near the knuckle? It depends on how you look at it. Kilts. All right, then we'll draw for it. Now, one of these straws I'm holding is shorter than the rest. Now, come on, draw. <laughs> well, well, now, who's got the shortest? You have. Hmm? No. Well, off you go, lads. Off you go. <laughs> and the best of luck, sir. Thank you, sir. Now, listen, lads. 
Reports indicate that our bandages of brown Windsor soup have badly stained the Scotsman's kilts. Now, <laughs> here is my cunning plan. The spin, span, sprout of the nice, nice, and the needle, not blue. That evening in the Scottish camp. Chinese laundryman wants a word with you. Oh, hi. Greetings, honorable Haley Scotsman. What do you want here, Jock Chinaman? Me blings flesh a luffler. Me wash all Scotsman's soup slain clilts free of charge. <laughs> Off with your kilts, lad! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Jock Chinaman! Have them kilts back we in one hour. I promise one hour, good boy. Right, lads, take your partners for the slow frenzy. Is <laughs> 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 Corporal Blue Bottle's raiding party back yet? Yes, it is. <laughs> I've got a hundred and ninety kilts. Kilts? Those are skirts. Oh, no wonder they put up such a fight. <laughs> Blue Bottle, you must learn to tell the difference. What's your tale, little musketeer? I will tell you my tale, sir. Listen. On the night of the dreaded kilt snatching patrol... I blackened my face and whited my boots. And in that position, I approached a Scottish camp and I hid it in the bushes. (laughs) Then I used a special blue bottle mind over matter plan. I stared at them (laughs) with my undefeatable power of eyes look. And I willed their kilts to drop off. Splendid. Yes! (laughs) I looked the kilt straight in the sparrings and I went strange. Fall down, naughty kilt, I said in my mind. Strange, strange. Dotted lies out of eyes towards kilt, showing direction of power. Little kilt. You cannot stay up against my superior North Finchley willpower. <laughs> Extra heavy strain. Strain! <laughs> Dotted lines change to daggers showing increase of power. What, 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 what? Strain! <laughs> and then, rip, whoosh, thud. What happened? My trousers fell down. <laughs> little thin East Finchley Liberace. <laughs> I've got all the kilts. The trouble is, how am I going to get them washed and back in an hour? You're taking them back? Of course, I promised. 
I can't break my word as a Chinaman. You're only disguised as a Chinaman, sir. Thank heaven you noticed. <laughs> but for your keen eye, I'd have been washing chop suey all day. Chigun, bad news. We've had it, lad. The ravens have been stolen by the Scots, and everybody knows the legend that if the ravens leave the tower, the tower will surely fall. If everybody knows, what do you say it for? For me, I'd never heard of it, you think. <laughs> Men, we can't fight the legend. The ravens have gone. This is the end. Oh. <laughs> Let the Scotsman in. <laughs> Open the gates. Men, put down your arms. McCustard, McCustard, McGrubard. McGrubard. Well, Chigun? We surrender. Here's your hairy caber back. <laughs> All we want back now is our ravens. We've no got your ravens, lad. What 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 the Glasgow type Glasgow voice was played by George Chisholm, slipped by Spike Milligan and Larry Stevens. Announcer Wallace Gates said the programme produced by Pat Dixon.